I'm continuing in the series, The Kingdom of God. And this is part six. And I'm just going to recap. So we talked about the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And this was from um, Romans chapter 14 verse 17. So last week we spoke about peace. And the Greek word is irene, which means to join, to set at one again. And as I mentioned, if you want to go into some of the, 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 the teaching I had on that, go back to the series, prepare yourself and be at peace. This peace is irene, not the world peace. The peace that only God can give. And Jesus said, my peace I give to you. So that peace is the peace that Jesus had that he given to us. But you have to appropriate it by faith. Right? So when you are one with God and walking in the light, because irene means to join, to set at one again. So that when you are one with God, that's when you have fellowship. That's when you are walking in the light with Him. You have that peace. That peace comes because you are set at one again. The path is clear. And there's no need need to be worried, anxious, or fearful. Why? Because you're walking in the light. You can see where you're going. Now in Acts, we were in Acts chapter 20 last week, verses 18 through 24, where Paul was on his way to Jerusalem, intending to get to Jerusalem by the day of Pentecost. So he had a schedule and he wanted to get to Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost or before. But he wanted to speak to the elders of the church at Ephesus. So he didn't want to make the, the trip to Ephesus because it was going to take his schedule off. So he sent messengers to get the elders from Ephesus to come to him. So when they came to him, Paul was talking about why in the midst of everything that he was going through, about his experience and, and what he had to deal with, that he had peace. And Paul was doing what Jesus told him to do. He was led to go to Jerusalem at that time. And he knew by the Spirit, because the Holy Spirit told him what awaited him in Jerusalem. And the Holy Spirit told him ahead of time that chains and tribulations await you. So he knew from wherever he was, the cities he went to, to where he was in, in, in Miletus, going to, to Jerusalem, he knew wherever the Holy Spirit told him, chains and tribulation await you. It may not be all of that, but some aspect of it, expect persecution. So the Holy Spirit, He said, this I know. When I go there to Jerusalem, I know chains and tribulations await me. But then Paul said something in verse 24. None of these things move me. You know that you could be beaten, locked up, stoned, whatever. And in spite of all that, you say what? None of these things move me. How can you say that? Because he has peace. He already know ahead of time what's going to happen. So he's not walking in darkness. He's walking in the light. And he knows Jesus is with him in the person of the Holy Spirit. Irene. He's one with God. And he's seeing where he's going. Because he's led by the Spirit. When you know what's going on. When you see where you're going. You have nothing to be afraid of. You, uh, you're not walking in darkness. But if he was going to Jerusalem and he had no clue that change and tribulation awaited him, when you get there, then you'll be flipping out because you weren't expecting that. But when you already know ahead of time, what do you have to worry about? 
And it's the same thing with the Word of God. The Word of God is written for our learning and for our admonition, for our understanding. God already told us by His Word, this Word in the Bible, what is going to happen. And the consequences, whether good or bad, of whether we choose to walk by faith or not. Why? Take Him at His Word. It's the same thing with Paul and all those who went before us. We have to walk by faith. So anything, Paul said, none of these things move me. He knew that the Lord was with him due to all the things that he survived. What's waiting for him in Jerusalem, as in other cities, never caused him to yield to what he had to do. Why? Because he knew he was walking in the will of God. So in the kingdom of God, I'm still doing recap. So in the kingdom of God, this peace that we have, is by number one, knowing we are no longer enemies with God. That means to join, to set at one. You're no longer an enemy with God. But you're now one with Him through Christ by the Spirit. Did you hear what I'm saying? You're no longer an enemy. See, if you know you're no longer, no longer an enemy to God, what do you have to worry? You have to do you have to be afraid, afraid of God? No. No. Because you know you, you and God, you guys, we, we got our, Whatever was between us is fixed. So now we know we can come before God what? In the righteousness of Christ. We can come to Him anytime. 24-7, no matter. Come to Him as you are. With a clear conscience. Repent and just come to Him. So we know that we are no longer enemies with God. Number two. In the kingdom, with this peace, we know that the Lord will lead, guide, and keep us as we walk by faith. Listen, you've got to know that for yourself. You know, I can tell you, you can read it, but you've got to experience that. And if you chose to walk with God, God will make sure that you, you experience and understand that. That He will lead you, He will guide you, and He will keep you as you walk by faith. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing, when I say nothing, I mean nothing can separate you from the love of God. Because God will keep you if you trust Him. Know this, number three. He will supply every need and there is no need for us to be anxious, worried, or unsettled about anything. Why? Because He loves us. He already knows what we have need of. But if you walk by faith, you understand that He's going to supply what you need. You have to know that. You have to know that. And how did, how did Rachel and I know that, learn that? By the trials we had to go through. And we saw, as we trust God, we saw His hand move and do. He blew our minds. He did things we never thought. Listen, the thing about us, we get messed up and wanted to know how God is going to do something. We hear God is going to supply our needs. But how is He going to do it? I have a bill due or this or whatever. How is He going to do it? He said, don't worry about how I'm going to do it. Trust me, I am going to supply your need. But we get tripped up because we want to know how he's going to do it. And when we don't know, that's when we start to flip out. We start to imagine, we get all kind of crazy imaginations because we don't know how he's going to do it. He's going to do it, but how is he going to do it? We got to, I got to go to, 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 you know, we say we got to go to Newark. My wife and I going to Newark. Do you think when my wife is riding the car, she worries about how we're going to get to Newark? She doesn't worry. She go, she take a nap. Because she knows that I, I'm going to figure out the way to get to Newark. So she's, why is she worried? 
I'm driving. I know how to get to Newark. She, she go to sleep. But if she had to drive on her own, she would be freaking out. Because she doesn't know the way. But you see, she's at rest because I am the pilot. I am the one driving. It's the same thing with God. We got to be at peace because He knows how we're going to get to Newark. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. Number four, He has given us His Word and His Spirit so that we will know ahead of time what will transpire before it happens. He will give us the details as needed. Listen, if there's anything you get out of what I'm saying today, God has given us His Word and His Spirit so that we will know ahead of time what will happen before it happens. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? And he will fill in the details as you need to know it. He just, listen, the Holy, Holy Spirit made this so clear to me about the word. I hear people talk about the word of God, the word of God, you got to obey the word. But the Holy Spirit showed me the, why the word so that we will know ahead of time what is going to happen before it happens. So when we see stuff happening, we say, oh, this is that. It's already recorded what is going to happen. So if you already know what is going to happen, like all the craziness that's going on in the world, we're supposed to be the most peaceful people on this planet. Because we have already been told what is going to happen. And when we see things happening, this, oh, it's that. Amen? Amen? So we don't want to be caught by surprise. The whole purpose of walking in the light is so that you can see where you're going. You're not caught by surprise, unaware. And number five, understand we are never, ever, ever, ever alone. I don't care how you feel. You have to know you're never alone. He's always with you. When the word of God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, understand God doesn't lie. If he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, he is never going to leave you, leave, leave you nor forsake you. I don't, don't go with how you feel. Oh, I feel lonely. I feel depressed. What did he say? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Take that. Face value. But if you don't believe it, because you don't know him. If you don't have koinonia, if you don't have fellowship, how can you trust him? When you know Him, you trust His Word. What He says about you, you can trust Him. Because you know He'll keep His Word. Glory to God. I am, don't mean to yell. This is just the way it's coming out. But I am so con- persuaded with what I'm telling you here. The Kingdom of God is in us. Oh my God. Remember you were singing? He put that treasure in these vessels of clay. By the Spirit. So when we're walking in the light, the path is clear. We have no need to be worried or anxious. That was recap. So we're going to talk about joy today. The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So this joy, the Greek word, I'm going to take a risk and pronounce it. It's ka And it's spelled C-H-A-R-A, but it's pronounced ka which means cheerfulness, calm, delight. Cheerfulness, calm, delight. So the kingdom of God is righteousness. That is taking, walking by faith, trusting God. Peace, irene, 
knowing that you're not alone, and knowing that you, can, you, you know you, the Holy Spirit is going to lead and guide you, and this joy, cheerful, calm, delight. My goodness. This is the same word, ka'a, Paul used in Acts 20.24, when he spoke about finishing his race with joy. He said, I'm going to finish my race with joy, cheerfulness, calm, delight. And when I read that, I'm like, how could he finish his race with joy? Well, like When I kept reading and studying, I'm like, oh my goodness, I understand. There is a, listen to this, there is a feeling of cheerfulness, gladness that comes when you know that you are doing what you are created to do. Paul is running his race. But what is his race? He's doing the will of Christ. He is doing what, the, what Jesus told him to do. He's walking in the will of God. He's walking in the light. Glory to God. But so, there's a feeling of cheerfulness and gladness when you know what you're doing. God created you to do. You, there, is no, you, there is no ambiguity. There is no fuzziness of thought or mind. You have a singleness of purpose. Why? Because you know that's why God created you. So the joy comes, the cheerfulness, the gladness comes because there is something that between you and God by the Spirit that affirms who you are and what you're doing. And God backs up what you're doing by His Spirit. It's not our power. It's not our, we don't have, we have nothing. But we're walking by faith and God backs up what we do because we're walking in the light. There is a grace that sustains you when you are fulfilling your purpose. That sounds deep, doesn't it? But it's not deep. The grace is the power God gives you to do what He's called you to do because of yourself you don't have the power to do it. But He gives you power to do what He's called you to do. And that's what keeps you doing what you're supposed to do. That's all it means. As a grace that sustains you when you are fulfilling your purpose. This is the joy Paul was referring to. And in the kingdom of God, this is the same joy that we are supposed to have. Why? Because we are not all called to do the same thing. We all have a purpose in the kingdom. But if you don't know what it is, how can you live a life of joy? You have no clue what you are supposed to be doing. That's why Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Because we all have a purpose. And as I always say, what, what's your purpose? That should be our, one of our top two things to be doing. Besides worshipping God. What, why am I here? So this is the joy Paul was referring to in the kingdom of God. This same joy. Knowing that you are walking in the light. Running your race by doing the will of God for your life. I get joy. Because... I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So Paul was utilizing the gifts that God gave him to fulfill his purpose or mission. The gifts wasn't for him to be famous. Because the things Paul was were, were doing, casting out demons, healing people. Hmm, how could we capitalize on this and make some money? No. Because Paul is no fool. He knows this gift didn't come from him. It's God. So once he gets takes it off track, he's going to be in trouble. Joy comes from doing what you know God has called you to do. And using your gifts for His purpose. Joy comes from knowing that you are pleasing to God doing the will of His Son. 
Why you have joy? Because you know God is pleased with you. Jesus. Why? Because what did the Bible say? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you're doing God's will, what are you doing? You're walking by faith. And if you're walking by faith, you know you're pleasing God. <laughs> Isn't that something? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But they that believe knows what? That he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. Seek the kingdom of God. And as you do God's will, he backs up what you're doing. Because you're walking by faith. And when I say, I know the Lord loves me, how do I know it? Because I know I'm walking in his will. And if I'm walking by faith, I know he loves me. Why? He said so in his word. Is either his word is true or not? So you, so I know I'm. I don't. I, I don't know him the way I need to. But every day he is showing and proving himself to me. When I say about pleasing God, I, I, when I say that he he loves me, I am, I'm not saying that to make you feel good. I'm saying it because I have a a conviction about it, a confidence. I know that. You understand? You understand? And that's what we need to get to. Because that sustains us in the time of trouble. If you don't know God loves you, when you're in trouble, who, what do you trust? Who do you stand on? What grace, what faith do you have? You have no faith. What is your faith based on? Everything we do in the kingdom of God is by faith. Everything we do in the kingdom is by faith. Let's turn to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10 verses 13 to 15. Let me know when you're there, please. And I have the perfect uh, example right here. You all will see what I'm talking about in a second. Then they, who is they? The people, brought little children to him. To who is him? Jesus. That he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought him. But when Jesus saw it, he said great, he was greatly displeased and said to them, his disciples, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Amen. So, we see what's happening here. The people were bringing their children for Jesus to touch them. To bless them. Whatever they can get from Him. But the disciples took it upon themselves. These little children, they're a nuisance. They're going to bother the Master. But Jesus saw what they were doing. And He rebuked them. He said, no, 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 no. no. Let, them, let these children come to Me. Let these children come to Me. For of such. For of such. Boy, I was stuck on those three words. For of such. For of such. Those in the kingdom of God are like these children. But what it is about these children and the kingdom? Well, let's, let's just delve into that a little bit. He said, for of such is the kingdom of God. And then he said in verse 15, 15 I said... I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom as a little child will by no means enter it. Alright, let's go to, let's cut to the chase. 
So we said the kingdom of God is what? Not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Do you know little children walk by faith? You guys know that? Okay. Little children walk by faith. And because they walk by faith, they are deemed what? Righteous. To who? The parents. Because they're doing what's just. And this is just an analogy. They do what their parents tell them. The same way to our Heavenly Father. Abraham believed God and righteousness was imputed to him. Why? Because he did what God told him to do. He was walking by faith. So because he believed God and acted on, by faith, righteousness was imputed to him. The same way we got saved. Righteousness was imputed to us when we believed. And when we say yes to Jesus. We didn't come with all righteousness. When we say yes, the Holy Spirit graced us with, 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 with righteousness. Gave us the power to do what we didn't have the power to do. Save our own self. So because we believe and, we t- and saying yes to Jesus is what? A step of faith. So you take a step of faith and the Holy Spirit what? Grace you. And your righteousness is imputed to you as you walk, as you walk by faith. Amen. I'm just trying to get you to the analogy here. And children do what you tell them. Why? There's no hidden agenda with children. There's no hidden motive. They believe what they're told. Children believe, what you tell children, they believe it. They don't argue. They don't question. They just believe you. Children do not worry about anything. What does Anthony worry about? Walking around. <laughs> he don't worry about it. He just does it. He doesn't worry up. Does he worry about the, 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 the rent being paid or the, or the mortgage? Does he worry about the food, filling the fridge with food, paying the light bill? Nothing. He worries about absolutely nada. When he's hungry, he's fed. Whatever he needs, he ne- his needs are met. He doesn't even worry if his needs are met. He needs something, he goes to his parents. And they take care of his needs. He worries about absolutely nothing. What is he concerned about? Playing and having fun. The analogy of righteousness, peace and joy. He's not worried. The same thing with us in the kingdom. We're supposed, we, righteousness is imputed to us. Peace, why? Because we know our Father. We don't have to worry about anything. And we have joy because we know we're walking in the light, walking in His will. But it's done by the Spirit. Everything is by the Spirit. Everything is by the Holy Spirit. It's nothing. None of our works, nothing can qualify us. Little children who are, care, are carefree because of their innocence. And they're not weighed down with the issues of this life. That is what Jesus is talking about. Carefree. And not innocent and not weighed down with the issues of this life. That's the character of children of the kingdom of God. That is the characteristics we ought to have. People say, oh you're naive. No, it's not about naivety. It's having a clear conscience before God. It's knowing that God will take care of everything you, you need. He's going to take care of it. He wants us to be like, like, like little Anthony, like little children. Carefree. Worrying about nothing. 
Why did Jesus say, be anxious for nothing? Don't worry about what you eat. You think he worries about what he's going to eat? Do you think he worries about what he's going to wear? Do you think he worries about where he's going to live? Do you care if he cares if he lives in a fancy house or if he lives in a little box? He don't care. He put his head down and sleep anywhere. Be anxious for nothing. I was reading an article on the, on the computer about the reaction of this 16-month-old girl making friends in the airport with a complete stranger. You all might have seen it or heard about it. And she happened to be white, the little girl, 16 months, and the stranger, an adult black male. Her parents were present, and you know kids, kids don't, they don't like to still sit still. She's 16 months, she's walking all over the place. She ain't sitting still. So the man asked her if she wanted to, to sit next to him. This, this black adult might say, hey, you want to come sit next to me? She did. So they were just having a conversation and he showed her his, some of his Snoopy videos on his, on his tablet. They were enjoying each other's company. So the child's father was touched by the man's, the man's kindness. And he shared a photo on Facebook writing. This is what he wrote. He said, watching them in that moment, I couldn't help but think different genders, different races, different generations and the best of friends. He said, this is the world I want for her. Obviously, this is not the world we live in. And this is not the world we're ever going to have. Not in this physical realm. But that is the attitude of the children of the kingdom. You saw a little snapshot of what the kingdom of God is supposed to be like. Because we are not made up of people of the same race. God doesn't care about your outward look. It's your spirit. He's the father of our spirits. But we get, people get caught up with outside appearance, socioeconomic status, all that mess. We as children of the kingdom are supposed to see past that stuff. Because we are all one in Christ. The Jew and the non-Jew. He said, this is the world I want for her. He said, this man was very kind to my daughter. And the, the entire time. He said, even when she was being a toddler, grabbing and touching and flipping through his tablet, he said, you know, the guy couldn't care less. You know, we always say, don't touch. Don't. The guy couldn't care less. And the father, the parents sit there watching the child's interaction with this man. Okay? The man didn't care. The stranger said, the man said, it just warmed my heart. There's the black guy. It just warmed my heart a little. She said she just wanted to share her food with somebody. The little kid just wanted to share her food with somebody. That's it. Innocent. Little children don't see color. They don't see socioeconomic status. They don't see that stuff. They, their hearts are pure. When they come before you and they, they, they want to share, don't say, no, no, I don't want that. No. She just wanted to share her food. That's all. And that's how the whole thing started with this kid. So the child had no hidden agenda. No biases. She was innocent, peaceful, and joyful. Hear that? Innocent, peaceful, and joyful. This is why Jesus rebuked the disciples and said what he, what, said, what he said about the people of the kingdom. This is how we're supposed to be. 
We're not supposed to have a hidden agenda when we want to do things for people. We're not supposed to be upset when people rub us the wrong way. Because listen, you know, kids, dogs, you get a dog, you hit the dog, the dog then he comes back. Kids, you beat them, then they come back. It's when they get older and you keep abusing them, then they don't want to come back. But kids love you. You will whack them, spank them. But then they come back and they hug you and they love you. But you don't abuse. You don't abuse them. Because you shape the person that they're going to be. When you abuse kids, you, sow, you allow the enemy to sow seeds in their heart. Kids didn't come out of the womb knowing to be racist. They were taught how to be racist. They were taught how to steal. Breaks my heart. I see people using their little toddlers to steal people's purses. The child is only doing what they're told. But as they grow up, that seed is sown now. And they learn to be a thief. People don't understand the ramifications of the spiritual, this world we're living in. There's a spirit world behind that's pulling the strings in the natural. Alright, I'm running. I'm, I'm over time now. Okay, so. All in the Holy Ghost. This is all by the Holy Spirit in faith. Righteousness, peace and joy. Righteousness, our justification. Peace and joy are realized and appropriated by faith. A telltale sign of the children of the kingdom of God. They're walking in righteousness. They are peace and they have joy. Don't forgive me. When believers follow after the things which make for peace and things wherein one might edify one another, we endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Then the reality of the kingdom is seen. We are to help relieve the stresses, anxieties of others. Etc, 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 etc. Why? So that people can experience peace and joy. What was the impact of Paul, Silas, Peter, Jesus, when they interacted with people? These people were benefited by the power of the kingdom. It relieved the people's anxieties and stresses. People were sick, they were healed. Demon possessed, they were set free. Whatever they needed... People were oppressed by the power of sin or whatever it was they were oppressed by. And the power of the kingdom was to set these people free. To relieve their anxieties. To relieve their stresses. To relieve whatever it is that kept them in bondage. That is who we are as children of the kingdom. We are to impact the people around us. So that we can alleviate their anxieties, their stresses as we are led by the Spirit. What God has, God will equip us to do. But that's why we have to edify one another. Help one another. Love one another. Prefer one another. And that's all to do with what? Helping everyone to, be, to live a life of peace. And joy. The good news of the kingdom is that Christ came to set people free from the bondage of sin. So that we can experience this righteousness and peace and joy. I mean, those, those words are impactful what Jesus said about himself. Why his mission and his purpose. It is so powerful. But anyhow, we're going to continue with this next week. And I really hope you receive and learn something today.